Welcome to Millionaire Moms, a space where we claim our worth, define success on our terms, and role model the way for the ones who matter most, our children. Together, we'll explore how the best in the world achieve success with joy while maintaining their health and well-being and quality relationships. This podcast is called Millionaire Moms because the reality is most of us will earn a million during our working years. The question is, who do we become in the process? It's not about what we do. It's about who we choose to be each and every day as we pursue our dreams wholeheartedly. This space is for the moms and the caregivers of the world. You are the game changers, the leaders of your families and communities, the visionaries who are called for something more, more joy, more impact and influence, more financial and time freedom, and more time for ourselves and the ones we love the most. In this episode, we're discussing the biggest shifts we have to make when transitioning from a traditional job to running your own business. This isn't for the faint of heart. It requires a lot of unlearning. Let's dive in and prepare to make shift happen for the better in our lives and in our families. The biggest shifts I notice as I escape the confines of corporate that I lived with for so many years are first, you no longer have a lane or a ceiling. You have to learn to carry more possibilities for your life than ever before. And while that is absolutely invigorating, It is also cognitively and emotionally exhausting. So you have to prepare to give yourself extra sleep, time for meditation, and time for the gym. But don't you worry, managing the minutes is my specialty. And in my signature program, you will learn how to create more hours in your day. I've successfully helped people gain an extra one to three months each year. Don't you always approach Q4 wishing I had another month or two weeks at least. Well, I figured out how to achieve that. And managing the minutes is something I love helping my clients with. So if that's something you're interested in, stay tuned and learn how to stay connected at the end of this podcast. The second thing is your mindset and autonomy. When you shift from this structured environment of a corporate job and all the teams who need you to this dynamic, often unpredictable world of entrepreneurship, it requires us to embrace a mindset of autonomy where we are the captain of the ship. That means we're decisive. It means we're visionary. It means we're competent. And sometimes when we're in the middle of creating something, those things aren't present. It also requires us to be adaptable and agile and be able to pivot and maneuver And then it requires a lot of self-direction. We need greater systems to practice accountability and to discuss the critical decisions we're making as CEOs of our businesses. That's why I created Warrior Women's Society. I wanted a space for us to laugh and learn in community, capital unity, to expand our networks and most importantly, to know that we're not alone. As strong, independent women, we've done many things by ourselves. And this journey is one that is more fun when we do it together, when we laugh alongside other warrior women and learn and uplift one another. One of my favorite quotes is that a rising tide raises all ships. And in Warrior Women's Society, we raise each other up. The third thing that we have to get good at is risk tolerance. Entrepreneurship often involves using one of my favorite habits of mind, which is 
taking responsible risks. In a corporate job, it's very stable. And when you are shifting into that CEO role, it necessitates a higher tolerance for uncertainty and potential financial fluctuations. And this shift in risk perception can be both liberating and exciting because it allows us to be agile and to pivot and use our brilliance. As women, we are very adaptable beings. And so it allows us to lean into that side of our femininity. And it can also be challenging because it rocks the stability and security and safety that we desire as human beings. That's how we're wired, evolutionarily speaking, is to seek safety, security, and stability. It's why it's Maslow's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And so we challenge that when we become entrepreneurial, and we've got to embrace that tolerance for risk. The fourth, commit and quit negotiating with yourself. This is one of my hardest ones. Each and every day when my alarm goes off, I've picked my Peloton workout because I ride every day. And when that alarm goes off first thing in the morning, my first thought is, I wonder if I should do a different ride. Maybe I'll do a shorter ride. And then I'm like, no, that's why you pick it the night before and you tell yourself you ride every day so that you don't negotiate. We negotiate with ourselves. I want you to just do an experiment. One or two days, you choose your own adventure. And Pay attention to how often you negotiate. I used to do it all the time with food before my cancer journey. I would say to myself like, oh, I've earned it. I'm gonna go out and have Taco Tuesday. Or, oh, I've earned it. I'm gonna have wine and cheese tonight. And I would negotiate with myself whether I was gonna work out, whether I was gonna eat healthy, what I was gonna do over the weekend, how much of my time I was gonna give to others versus nurturing myself. I was negotiating myself all day long. And I want you to just do an experiment and pay attention for one or two days, choose your own adventure, and how often are you negotiating with yourself? Instead, we have to take decisive action. I used to really struggle with this one. I was the queen of imagining the possibilities and then pursuing none. Sitting in analysis paralysis with my spreadsheets and idea boards, that is why we need coaches. We need guides to help us navigate the journey faster and more effectively. It is my honor to do that for women as a high-performance coach, and I absolutely love the fact that the uh, just the other day, I made decisive one of my clarity chart words, and just the other day, I had told myself when I was finding myself being tugged into possibilities, I said in my head, I am decisive. And I thought to myself, holy cow, I didn't used to be, but now I am. I conditioned that in myself. And you can condition the best of yourself as well. So I encourage you to invite decisive action to the table to become a trait that you condition in yourself. Number five, time management. The beauty of entrepreneurship is that you get to create your own schedule. You get to work when you want. You get to analyze the best times for optimal performance of creativity, of task mastering, of strategic planning, and build your calendar to reflect that. And that is, for me, the, one of my favorite things to help my clients with is to do a time audit and design the days with such great intention. I did that in corporate as well. There are ways to do that. Yet as entrepreneurs, it is beautiful to create our own schedules. 
And as women, it's also important for us to think about our menstrual cycles and our hormonal cycles and the way those shift and change. I personally was holding myself to the account to be accountable for my best week ever. Well, it turns out when I map my mood each month and I pay attention to my cycles and my menstrual cycle and ovulation cycles, thanks to monitoring my biobehavioral choices for my cancer recurrence prevention plan, I started to notice that around the time when I'm ovulating, I am in an elated mood. I'm more creative. I sleep better. So that week of the month is a week that I have fewer meetings, that I spend less time on email, and I spend a lot of time on my creative vision that week. So that might be something to explore, is to just keep a little journal for a month and track your mood. I track mine just simple, using a scale of one to 10, and I write down a number. And then I noticed my mood at the wake when I was writing it down initially is different than my mood overall. Turns out I'm actually never really in a good mood when I wake up in the morning. I always want more sleep. And so I had to start tracking my mood at wake and then my mood overall before bed. And usually there was an increase there. Sometimes it would be stable, but overall, usually I'm in a better mood at the end of the day. Let's see. The other thing to talk about about time management. This is really interesting. I love, I came across a quote in preparing for this podcast that entrepreneurs would rather work 60 to 80 hours a week for ourselves than 30 to 50 for someone else. That little known fact always makes me laugh. It's so true. And according to the U.S. Department of Labor and their Bureau of Labor Statistics, we're going to talk a little bit about how we spend our time. I hear the words work-life balance, and it makes me want to puke in my mouth a little bit. First of all, why do we put work before our lives? I just want you to question that. So if we're going to say that those three words at all, let's say life-work balance. And let's also own that we're setting ourselves up for failure when we do that, because we will never be in balance. And I think that sometimes the normative language that we use sets ourselves up for failure, and then we start to feel like we're not enough. Balance is unachievable. It is really about integration. It's the integration of the facets of our lives and making sure that there's a rhythm and a cadence that is aligned with our values and that brings us joy. Here's an example of the imbalance that exists. Let's just say 40-hour work week because that's kind of a traditional norm. For some of us, it's less. For some of us, it's more. But we could say that we spend an average of 40 hours a week at work. Then you look at sleep. For me, I used to lie to myself and say I only need four to five hours of sleep a night. I later learned that's a bunch of hooey, and the research on sleep shows that you do need seven to nine hours a night. So if we used an average of eight hours a night, we would have 56 hours of our week dedicated to sleep. Food prep, average person spends about seven to 14 hours per week eating. Moms caring for children, about 14 hours per week. Leisure, 35 hours a week. Interestingly, if you dive into that, some people spend over two hours a day on social media, averaging about 18 hours a week. And then workout. Patterns and trends really vary too, with some spending up 
you know, as little as two hours a week and others spending about eight hours a week. So there's a range there. But if we look at it, we are always out of balance because 168 hours a week, that means work takes up nearly a quarter of our week. So it's impossible to balance that. Sleep takes up a third. So you've got nearly 25% going to work and another 33%, three-fourths of your time is spent working and sleeping. So sweetheart, balance isn't going to be a thing. So let's just let that go. I'm stepping off of my soapbox now and on to point number six. (laughs) I love you all, warrior women. Skill diversification. In a corporate role, our roles and responsibilities are more narrow. We often have the opportunity to specialize in a specific function. However, as an entrepreneur, we wear all the hats as we get started. I remember my first entrepreneurial adventure. I called myself an edupreneur. I was founding downtown Denver's first elementary school, and I suddenly found myself responsible for million-dollar budgets, for busing, for business partnerships. None of those things were part of my plan when I was dreaming up my vision of founding a school. So we have to be prepared to dive in and develop skills in areas that might not be fun for us. Part of being human is that we find joy in what we're good at. And as business owners, we have to embrace a growth mindset and do things that we're not good at. And I want you to write this down. I trust in my ability to figure things out. The one attribute that the research on the world's highest performers shows is that they share this attribute. They trust in their ability to figure things out. And that is a growth mindset as what Carol Dweck would call it. So instead of saying things like, I'm not good at sales and marketing, I don't like creating copy. We have to remind ourselves that we have grown incredible skills in our careers to this point, and now it's time to develop even more skills. I look back sometimes, I love the book, The Gap and the Gain, and I remind myself to look back at the gain and where I started and where I am today. I was sharing this story with a dear friend who I love wholeheartedly, and I we had belly rolling laughs over it. I said, I remember back when I was learning to teach. And in my practicum, I had learned how to get the attention of the class. I had 32 10 and 11 year olds in fifth grade. And I had the best lesson. I'd planned it. I'd practiced it on my dog. I'd practiced it with my cohort. And I delivered that mini lesson skillfully. And then it was time to pass out papers. And you want to know what happened? Try passing out papers one by one to 32 kids. You want to know what happens? You lose that whole room. All of a sudden, kids were talking, kids were misbehaving, some kids were bullying and pestering others. Others were looking at me like, when are you going to get control of this room, lady? We got a learning to do. And in that moment, I thought, oh my gosh, I don't even know what I'm doing. And luckily, my mentor teacher was able to get the class back quickly so that I could get back on track. And after school in my debrief, we talked about how to most effectively pass out papers. I have since been able to pass out papers to auditoriums of people when I'm leading trainings. It isn't an issue anymore. 
Yet right now, my, one of my greatest obstacles is sales and marketing. Sales and marketing is just like passing out those papers. I can figure it out. So I want you to trust in your ability to figure things out. Write that on a sticky note, put it on your desk, put it on your mirror, plaster that sticky note all over your environment so that you remind yourself that you have figured out hard things before and you will figure out the hard things that have made their way to your desk. And also remember, you're going to say no to some of those things. If it is not part of the 20% of activities that achieve 80% of your results, you should probably be saying no. And if you're crazy enough to be thinking about doing this, let's face it, your B, which is 80%, right? So what 20% of activities achieve 80% of your results, and that's a B, Your B game is better than the rest of the world's A game, honey. So that is good enough. That's when you push pause, end your day, and go enjoy time with the ones you love. Number seven, networking and relationships. In the corporate world, networking is often limited to industry events and your colleagues. As an entrepreneur, building and nurturing a strong network becomes crucial. And this includes reaching out to potential clients, partners, mentors, collaborators. You have to become your best advocate and know how to rave about your business and speak with confidence and conviction. When people make buying decisions, they're basing it on the level of certainty you have, the conviction of belief you have, and the confidence with which you project yourself. And you can't have that without clarity and confidence in your business. That's the foundation of what I'm building in my program. It is called Finding Your Uniqueness, and it is everything. That is what will give you the cutting edge and competitive advantage as you position yourself in your market. And I love watching women as I coach them through that journey, that their confidence rises, the clarity they have each day so they're not starting and stopping and in this tug of war of whack-a-mole wondering what they're going to truly pursue wholeheartedly. When you identify your uniqueness, you can go after it full throttle and that projects confidence beyond measure in the market. Number eight, financial awareness. Financial literacy is paramount in entrepreneurship. We have to understand cash flow management, budgeting, financial planning to ensure the stability and growth of our businesses. So we have to become that millionaire-minded mom. Hence the title of this podcast. I've told myself for many years I'm not money motivated. It is not my number one motivator, but the reality is if I am not making money, my business is a hobby. And I don't know about you, but I don't have time for that. I would not be working this hard as a hobby. I work this hard so that I can provide a quality of life for my daughter. It helped me put a horse in the yard, buy a 5,800 square foot home on five beautiful acres overlooking the Rocky Mountains with 500 acres of rolling pines next door. It has allowed me to do things that I've never thought possible. And that requires financial awareness. Number nine, resilience and perseverance. The journey of entrepreneurship is like one wild roller coaster marked with a lot of highs and lows. This is not for the faint of heart. 
we have to build our resilience muscle. We have to learn to persevere through tough times to maintain the long view and use momentum. I often, the reason you'll see an atom as my business logo is because I rely on the principles of Newtonian physics. I have to get myself in motion and stay in motion every day. And I have to be agile and give things time to work and be patient and take that long-term view. And when they don't work out, I have to also be willing to course correct and change direction. As I like to say, shift happens, baby. And last but not least, marketing and branding. Transitioning from a corporate career to entrepreneurship makes us responsible for developing our personal brand and positioning ourselves strategically in the market to gain competitive advantage. This requires knowing your uniqueness and creating your own distinct brand identity to help you effectively reach the target audience critical for your business visibility and growth. This is my personal superpower, helping you discover what makes you unique and positioning you to use your uniqueness to gain competitive advantage in the market. I like to call it building brilliance, that each and every day I'm building brilliance in my clients and that they are learning to reveal their brilliance in their world. And because I'm a high achiever and love a little extra credit, I have a bonus topic for you, life work integration. We hinted at this earlier. Entrepreneurship allows for greater flexibility. You get to prioritize your health and well-being, which is where all the other dimensions of our lives flow from. I once saw, I was at a boat dock and the little coffee shop by the dock said, you can't fill a cup from an empty carafe. And that is so true. We have to prioritize our health and well-being first. And that's something we get to do as we build and design our days as entrepreneurs. It also allows us to be present with our children. That time should be block scheduled on your calendar because otherwise you and I know what happens to those minutes. They get eaten up by every other priority that might be buzzing on our notifications, inserting itself into our inbox. And we love to serve our clients wholeheartedly. So sometimes their needs come before our family. Not anymore, sweethearts. We also have to, on this same topic, learn how to let go of some of the beliefs about how we live our lives. One of my greatest struggles is shifting from the hustle and hurried days to days that are now characterized by peaceful presence and productivity. I get to sleep in a little bit and I feel guilty sometimes. I'm not managing the minutes and hustling and hurrying all day long. And that requires a bit of getting used to, to know that I can wake with ease and gradually begin my day and that I can nurture my child in the morning instead of hustling and hurrying us out the door. It is amazing. And I'm finding that I have to unlearn some of the beliefs that I carry because at the end of a day when I've been peacefully productive and present and taken someone out to lunch, it is like I somehow beat myself up as if I wasn't good enough. And I have to remind myself, I got just as much done today. The how was different. I didn't sacrifice my soul doing it. And I don't have to feel guilty about that. For example, some of the best things on my calendar this week 
are prioritizing what matters most, being present with people. None of us will ever go to our graves wishing we had one more meeting or answered 20 more emails. But we will wish the only ones who will remember we did those things are our kids, and we will wish we'd spent the time with them. This week, some of the best things on my calendar outside of quality time with my daughter are bringing a total stranger that I met in line at a coffee shop out to lunch and hearing about her life and honoring and celebrating her. Another big one that's happening tomorrow is bringing a newfound friend at church to her follow-up mammogram. Her story is playing out the way mine was, and it's such an honor to say, I can clear my day. I would love to take you. Let's meet for coffee, or let's go out to coffee, and then let's go to your appointment. I've blocked my whole day for you. Amazing. Goosebumps amazing. My corporate life didn't always allow me to practice being present in people's lives in that way. And most importantly, to learn to live with less stress and more joy and laughter. My daughter and I simply laugh more now. And that feels so good. Belly roll laughter, cheeks hurting, eyes scrunched. It is an amazing lifestyle worth pursuing. If you feel called to make shift happen, or if you feel like there's something inside of you that is tugging at your heart and you know you can help change people's lives, or if you're just simply thinking about escaping the confines of corporate, I want you to think about joining me at Warrior Women's Society. If you feel you're on the verge of being ready to launch your mission and impact-driven business, and you want to use a family-first high-performance strategy to do that, and you want to walk in greater clarity and confidence so that you can gain competitive advantage in the market, be that category of one, and get out there and do the work that you know you were called to do, I want you to join me. I go live every Thursday at 9 a.m. to train up and create community at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash one warrior woman. That's the number one warrior woman. You can also learn more about me, your host, Dr. J at drj.com. That's drjea.com. Go out and shine your love and light into the world, warriors. Together, we are building brilliance. Together, we transform the world.